0: Hello and welcome back to The Social Effect, the podcast where we dive deep into trending topics in the professional world of social media and influence marketing. I'm your host, Elizabeth Cates. On today's episode, we will be having an important conversation about content creation, Instagram's new features, and the important roles that our photography uses when partnering with brands. We will be talking to Catherine Wood, who is a digital content creator who designs presets, and creates tutorials for her Instagram followers at Little Paper Swan. She's also a super fa- talented photographer and I really love that the co- the content that she shares online. So creating content does not only pose its own challenges, obviously, by utilizing social media, um, either to market a product, to start a conversation, or to build a community. I know with you at Little Paper Swan, you have built this community with um, some hashtags, and you share some amazing tips on your Tip Tuesday. So I really want to dig in deep about um, the photography that you use, the content that you create, and how you feel about Instagram's new features. (laughs) let's start with your photography. Tell me a little bit about you, do a little intro and then tell me a bit about the photography that you use and how you utilize that on Instagram.
1: Okay, so a bit about me. I am a digital content creator, which is basically a quick summary for someone who does lots of different things. Um, So I do influencer work where I create content for brands um, that I then share on my channels. I also create content that brands use just for them. Um, I also, um, I make presets which I sell and I also do lots of tutorials and um, things like that. And hopefully I'm in the process of setting up a little bit of e-learning for people who want to expand on that. So there's lots of different things that I do. But I call myself a digital content creator because it kind of sums up everything quite nicely into what I do. So, So, go ahead. Sorry, there you go.
0: So, yeah, our main audience, I would say, would be content creators, influencers, and people working on maybe their own brand and their main platform being Instagram or. Uh, I, yeah, I would probably say Instagram would probably be the biggest one. So when I found you, I thought, oh my gosh, I have to get around to talk about photography and the content she creates and how she does all of her um, like I would call them really creative shits where you're like photoshopping something in and something that's really trending right now. So I love, I love all that. So tell me a little bit about um, what you see now. As a photographer or a content creator that you really like, maybe like a trend or something that you've started that you're really interested in in terms of photography and maybe what brands are looking for too.
1: So I think um for me it's about being a little bit extra than normal. So you can take an, an ordinary photo, and um, but maybe there's things that you can do within that to make it a little bit more creative. So I do things like um forced perspective style shots, where I um, essentially Photoshop two images together. So I may be holding a prop. So I've done it with um, an ice cream recently. So I was holding an ice cream, which we then take, my husband then takes the photo for me because obviously I can't do both. Um, He takes a photo of me just holding an ice cream and then he takes a photo of me. And this, the one I'm talking about is of me and my daughter. And we're just standing there, and then we um then I go into Photoshop and merge the two images together, so in the end, it looked like I was wearing an ice cream dress, so it's a little bit of fun um t- but taking two quite simple images and turning them into something a little bit more creative and a little bit more magic, I suppose
0: um okay yeah i love I love that I've been seeing that a lot everywhere too, and I have to give credit to the in- all the Instagram photographer husbands and boyfriends out there <laughs> yes. us along the way to get the shot um when you're doing your work with brands um on the topic of that how do you find it when you're pitching brands and maybe they're just asking for one picture and then being able to give them many other different options and then ha- having that as a kind of a sell-up from your normal like um rate calculated packages and how do you how do you necessarily calculate how much a brand or how much your campaigns are going to cost um, to the brands how do you propose that
1: and um, I have a management team who uh, do that for me now but that's I've only been with them since um, the start of this year so before that it was a lot of um, working out how much time is going to cost me and I 100% undersold myself to begin with I would do things very cheaply and um, just because I thought I I wanted the opportunity more than I wanted to be paid but obviously I need to make a living so um, I think if you are offering something different so if you've got something um, you know a unique way of approaching things brands will come to that and will know that you're not just going to be the base rate of things you know to be um you are going to be that a little bit extra because you your work is more than just a basic photo for me creating content for brands i'm not ever going to just be holding a product to the camera um like straight on it's always going to be something a bit a bit more and a bit more creative um so i think the best thing you can do is to stand your ground and to know how much you're worth. And if the brand is a bit unsure of, of the price that you are suggesting um, is to show them your work, show them your insights, like saves, shares, things like that. And just, you can then prove that your, your content is worth more than just a basic image.
0: I completely agree with that. I think now, especially when it comes with, I'm, I see a lot of um, content creators, influencers and all that have rate sheets. And I feel like I'm trying to tell them don't have a rate sheet. You're very, you need to be very flexible because definitely every different scope of work requires a different amount of time and energy and resources with yourself to create that content. And these brands do have the budget to pay for that if they're looking for you to go the extra mile. And now what I always say is, I don't want to create content unless I can go the extra mile unless I can do something something really out there and amazing which is awesome so now that you've you've mentioned that you have a um, representation basically that does this for you now so you are not doing any pitching or proposing to brands you have that now taken care of by a team
1: yes I do yeah which is a huge relief um It's something that I've struggled to do before because of time, having two small children means that my time is extremely limited. So the fact that they can take control of that for me and I suggest brands I want to work with and I have overall say, you know, my say is final, which is really great. But yeah, they do take a lot of the work out of it for me, which has been a huge relief when, especially when you're really busy. That's one extra thing that you don't have to think about.
0: Oh, definitely um so how do you how did you in, implement how did you get started with creating content online tell me a little bit about your story that made you go from a hobby to a hustle
1: so um I was on maternity so I've always I've had Instagram since the beginning um if you scroll back through my feed there are some terrible terrible photos with horrible filters on and but I've kept them all up because it is all part of journey of my account. Um, And I was on maternity leave in 2015 uh, to 2016 with my eldest daughter and I couldn't go back to work because we had no childcare. The um, job that I was going to go back to couldn't offer me what I wanted so we took a big jump and I went self-employed and originally that was uh, wedding photography family photography that kind of thing because back then there was not many people who were um, making money from Instagram and blogs it was all it was a completely you know new thing um, and it wasn't until the winter just before Christmas of 2017 that I actually got my first paid campaign on Instagram and that was through um, a platform called Tribe who are they run campaigns Um, on there which you then apply to and they then decide whether your photo is what they're looking for or not Um, and I made £50 on my first post and thought it was amazing and it kind of just went from there. I then took on um, more of these campaigns. At the time I only had around 3,000 followers Um, and then as my followers grew and my content grew I would then charge more and then i've kind of found the more work that I did, the more it led to so a lot I was using a lot of the apps like Tribe and Takumi and all of those um but then emails from brands started to come in, and it was more than working with brands directly rather than me applying to work with mm-hmm. brands yeah. um and then yeah I it's just like- it's gone yeah, from there.
0: I- yeah, I totally get where you're coming from. I mean, in in terms of working with those platforms, I I agree. I find some on there myself. I use a Spiral, Try, Tokime, but the thing the thing about those while lovely they are to start out with, it kind of cemented confidence in my rates and then from there I grew confidence in order to actually communicate with brands and be able to propose and negotiate brand deals and pricing so I felt that to be kind of just a a nice confident booster get some you know get your cv it's, build, definitely, build up. it's definitely, definitely a starting
1: point isn't it and um, those apps they're, they're great to just get involved but then you very quickly realize that you know they only want to pay you 75 pound to 100 pound a post when actually you could be getting double triple if not more for your work so mm-hmm. it definitely it was a good way to start building brand relationships and then to take it from there
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I mean I find that to be totally true it's it's so hard because you have to keep up on all the trends that are actually like starting with start doing on Instagram there's so many trends things so many different things that are happening and you're just trying to research and kind of figure out oh I'm gonna actually try to use this to my advantage or oh I'm gonna keep to kind of narrow it back because I don't really have the time to work on all of these different angles that I could be using. So I think it's definitely an ever changing way of working and making a living and being self-employed online. I kind of have the same backstory as you. So I know where you're coming from and was starting up. So um, I guess that would leave me into you watching your, videos about the Instagram reels and your tutorials tell me a little bit about the tutorials that you've done your tip Tuesdays your hashtag challenges what are you currently doing online to um, follow those trends
1: so um I did I started the series the tutorial Tuesday series um October last year and it started off with just creating um a creative and interesting Instagram stories and um, b- before that I'd found so many things I didn't know you could do with stories and I wanted to share that and it kind of went from there so I did um, tutorials on stories and tutorials on um, using apps like Pixar and how to edit photos and then as everything happens I kind of just left it for a little bit after Christmas, didn't really come back to it until um, summer this year. And I started doing it a couple of months ago and it's just been amazing, a a huge reaction. People are learning things that they didn't know and it's pushed me into um, creating more tutorial content. And I think um, it may be a shift in the way I do things, teaching other people how to do things has just, you know, I really enjoy doing it. So um, it's maybe a shift in my business. So um, one of my recent videos was, uh, one of my tutorials was on um, Reels. They'd only been out about a week, maybe not even that, when I first created the, um, the tutorial, because um, with technology, especially with instagram who they release new things all the time people are scared to use the technology because they don't really know what they're doing um and i had i've dabbled in tiktok i'm not i don't quite understand what i'm doing don't quite understand it but i enjoyed the fact that it was small pieces of content that i could create um and would get quite a good reaction to so i kind of thought the fact that their Instagram are combining this technology like TikTok that I would just go for it and I did. And I, I'm a little bit of a real addict right now. I'm using it personally for um tutorials or behind the scenes, so I show people um what exactly goes into creating photography and yeah, I've just completely enjoyed the whole experience of it. So my tutorial on how to make them for yourself and for your business um, went down really well. And people who, you know, potentially would have avoided using this technology have embraced it and are now creating their own Reels, which is just amazing to see.
0: Yeah, I like, I like Reels. I'm starting to now get kind of a hang of it. I noticed that it's, it's like TikTok in the ways of how the content's created. Obviously, it's a very condensed version of TikTok. But you can't go necessarily viral, can you, on Reels as you can on TikTok? So no,
1: there's not there. Would
0: kind of be like if you were to con- create content on TikTok to bring people to your Instagram, which I have seen and done plenty of times. I found people on TikTok all the time that I've followed on Instagram because I'm an Instagram addict. But it's vice. I think it's I think it's a good way to change up the discovery feed. Like when you go to discover things. On your Instagram, I'll just, instead of looking at pictures, I find it a lot more better to go into the reels and discover under reels.
1: Yeah, I've I've seen quite a um, good reach within my uh, reels as well. You can't, the stats, you can't access a lot of the stats at the minute, which is annoying. I'm hoping that's something that Instagram will update. Um, but um, you can see how many people have played and viewed your um, reel. And some of mine have reached um, over 10K, and you know within the week and I kind of didn't expect it to be you know I've not done anything other than the fact that I'm sharing them I've not done anything to boost them or to do it so there's a good reach um for Instagram but like you said there's not that you can't really go viral in the same sense that you can with TikTok TikTok is again like I said I don't really understand it completely but a video on TikTok that you posted three weeks ago can then suddenly go viral and yeah. you then feel the effect from that. So Yeah,
0: I'm actually gonna that. be talking to someone um that does TikTok or gone viral on TikTok soon, hopefully here for the next couple of weeks. Hopefully I can uh, I could get I could get some information and that will be yeah, a successful I need podcast it. for people. <laughs> um, so when I when I originally um I, I wouldn't say discovered, I know I have followed you for a while, but when I originally was like exclamation pointed to your instagram is when you started doing the like summer hashtag challenge and you started creating a community behind you that i think why i love hashtag challenges and why i was so interested in yours was because i think there's a need out there for people and content creators to kind of have a content schedule so some people have a content schedule some people don't some people have like a very sporadic content schedule and some people just want to have ideas and give their give themselves ways to create content and that's why when i seen the hashtag challenge i thought to myself oh my gosh so you're you're giving someone something and you're also creating a community behind you and it's exclusively on instagram so talk to me a little bit about the hashtag challenges that you've done and your results from them
1: so I created the first one in October two thousand seventeen. At the time, I don't think I don't think there was anything like it. I, I've never taken part in it. There was the Instagram used to run a um, what was it called the weekly thingy. It would be over the weekend, and you would have to create an image. And if your image uh, got picked by Instagram, they would share you. And I used to do that every week, but there was nothing, you know, nothing that was community based. So it was kind of a very last minute decision. I'm gonna create an autumn hashtag challenge and um, hopefully people are gonna join in. And I, the, I had this vision of no one joining it, it would just be me and my husband who would just do it out of pity. Um, but I was completely overwhelmed. And so many people joined with this first one and it led me to then create a Christmas one. And then since then I've done them seasonally. So there is um, spring, summer, autumn and Christmas. Someone did ask me the other day, why has there never been a winter one, um, which I've never really thought about. But I do a Christmas one. So that's kind of covers that base. But yeah, they are seasonal. So people can then plan their content. I, I released the prompts about a month before the challenge um and then people plan their content for the week or eight days or however long the challenge is going to be for and um the best thing from it is the community it it brings in so many people so many people find new accounts that they would never have found if it wasn't for the challenge and um it brings followers to me my account grows massively during these challenges because people are tagging me and sharing things and it's just it's it's getting it's getting bigger and bigger and it's just incredible I I look forward to it it's definitely something that within my content calendar that I look forward to I did sit down last night and start to plan my autumn content and I've I've sort of planned out the post and realized actually the one that's coming, the Automatic Hashtag Challenge at the end of October this year, that's not that far away. So, you know, I will be getting out the prompts and stuff and people can then start thinking about that. But it was just, you know, I never expected the reaction that I got to it.
0: Yeah, I I love the idea behind it because sometimes you are stuck when you're like, I wanna I wanna do something today, but what do I do? And then it says, Oh, go to the beach. I'm like, okay, I guess I have to go to the beach today because that's what my content calendar says. And it
1: pushes it pushes people into creating content that they may never have produced. Sorry, and sometimes that I've seen it with accounts that that's changed their account completely because they've suddenly discovered that actually this type of photography or this type of content is what they love doing. So they've then changed their account to go with that it's it's so lovely to see people get that spark of creativity and sort of you know that then inspires their whole content yeah I love that idea behind it I mean your feed
0: is your feed is so beautiful where it's like it doesn't need to be a consistent color or a consistent key thing in your feed it's about having kind of maybe the same preset or a select few different presets that you have that you use that you can showcase but it's all about like being able to post what you like and what you want and about your life so yeah. I really love I really love that about your feed um I know that you do sell uh tell me...
1: oh you've just caught a little bit there
0: oh sorry can you hear me
1: yeah I can hear you now
0: okay hold on let me find a better thing Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. And I know on your feed, I see a few of them and that you sell your presets. So tell me a little bit about um, what gone, what made you create these presets and then how do you ultimately end up selling presets on Instagram? Because I think that's a big thing that especially content creators are looking to do because I know they have, you know, their set and a lot of people out there that are selling them. So tell me a bit about the process that you had.
1: So originally it was just I was asked a lot how I edited photos and um, I just because I'd created my own preset that I use on every single photo and um, that was back when my feed was very minimal and very um, bright and light and people just wanted to know how I did it and I didn't really know that you could sell presets in you know I didn't understand the process behind it so I looked into it and then I launched them in February last year, and the reaction has been incredible. Um, I've had over three and a half thousand orders since then. Um, I release seasonal ones as well as sort of classic ones, and recently I've started to do bundles, so you can buy lots of different ones, but they will all sort of complement each other because they use quite similar tones, within the bundles um it's just I think people love the fact it took the hard work out of editing a photo you it it takes all of my knowledge of Lightroom and it puts it into one tap so they can go into the Lightroom mobile app and they um, install the preset and click it and they're done it doesn't you know they don't have to spend 10 minutes editing a photo because the preset has taken out the hard work you know all the stuff that I've put into it and programmed into it, it's just there instantly um I also think it's given people the push a lot of people have um purchased presets from me and then they've gone on to tweak it and to create their own so it's, it's also encouraged people to do something that maybe they wouldn't have done as well which I love that fact on my site it says the presets are a base for editing you can make that personalized and you can you know do your own thing with that. So I've encouraged someone to get creative with the preset, and um, yeah, presets have just sort of changed everything. And I am—I love presets. They make my life easy. And I'm a bit of a geek, and I love creating new ones. And at the minute, I I'm looking about to... of them.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm looking into creating ones um, that just have lighting effects on them. So you know, have to create golden hour. Um, uh, like you know the light to uh, replicate that so it's just yeah they were just a great tool and I never expected the reaction to be as amazing as it has been it's you know a huge part of my business now.
0: So um, before obviously Instagram were you a did you go to school for photography have you always done photography and Instagram I know you're kind of the OG on Instagram where you've been on it for so long but what do you think in terms of education, really made you have um, an extra push, helped you up-level your content the best?
1: Um, I did an A-level. Uh, well, I just, I'm a bit of a dropout. So I did um, one year of sixth form uh, photography A-level, and then I did two years of uni before not finishing it at photography. But in all honesty, I don't think going to uni was... I don't think it really taught me that much, to be honest with you. It was a whole load of theory-based stuff, which, um, of course, is interesting, but it didn't help me creatively. In fact, if anything, it would it stifled me creatively because my tutors wanted a explanation behind everything. So I'd produce these photos, and they'd tell me, you know, what's the meaning behind it? There always had to be something really deep, and mm-hmm. what I get yeah, like art is subjective you can take what you want from it but sometimes I just wanted to create I didn't want there to be a deep hidden meaning behind it I just wanted to produce a nice photo and I couldn't get my head around that and they always wanted more from me and yeah it just it wasn't for me at all so although I do have a background in um, like an education in photography Most of what I've learned is through trial and error, experience. And if there's something that I don't know how to do, there's a tutorial on the internet for it somewhere. Like I can go off and learn that by myself. So actually having a formal education in it, I don't think helped me that much, to be honest with you.
0: Yeah, I think it's all to do with the experience you have and if you're willing to go out and look for and to educate yourself on the things that matter the most in your business I think that's I think that's a vital part of actually um end up doing something professionally and maybe create in the creative world um what are your favorite things to photograph
1: um I love creative photos so if I come up with so like I planned some autumn content and it's it's really autumn has this like magic in me it makes me want to create lots of like um images of photoshop and things like that so I love creating them um and I I love it when you get a photo and you are excited to post it because you know it's going to be like people are going to be like wow how have you done that um I also absolutely love photographing my girls although they make it extremely difficult sometimes especially my youngest he loves to just run away from me so most times when I'm trying to do a photo shoot where she's involved I am just running the whole time <laughs> to try and just get her photo but yeah I think my heart definitely lies within taking creative photos
0: and then what would be your best tips or if you were to have someone come up to you and say how do I create a good image for Instagram? What would be your key message to them?
1: It would be to create something that you love because people can like I don't think there's such thing as the perfect image. um I think you having the people can thrive off your happiness and of your of your work so if that's something that you truly love and you're excited about it and you know you're taking something that you really want to do i think people will love it because you know it's you you're not trying to be anyone else you are just doing something that you want to do so that's always my message is if you want to do something and you you know just go and do it and take the photos and then if it doesn't go if it doesn't go right you can redo it. There is so many times I've had millions of ideas and they've never seen the light of day because they've just not, you know, they've just not sat right with me. But from every failure, I'll put that in inverted commas, from every, you know, every failure that I learned something new that I didn't know. And then the next time I create something, I can take all that on board. So I don't think there is such thing as a formula for creating the perfect image I think, you know, as long as you've got your heart behind it, then it will do well.
0: Um, I just want to thank you again for coming on today. And I have loved to learn a lot more about you. I've been very interested and excited to talk to you.
1: Um, So you can find me on Instagram. I am at Little Paper Swan. And the link, uh, all my links are in my bio, but my blog is littlepaperswans.com. And you can also find my shop, which has all my presets in it through the links through my blog and Instagram. So everything is linked there.
0: Great. Thank you so much for talking today, Catherine. I really appreciate your time.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Okay, thank you guys for tuning in today. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe. And if you'd like to be a guest or have a hot topic to share, follow the links below, add me on Instagram at MamaKates, or send me an email, get in contact, I'd love to hear your ideas. If you want me to cover anything in particular, also don't be afraid to reach out, and thanks for listening to The Social Effect.